Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture. I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. I'm so happy you're here, Sarah. First of all, what an amazing excuse to meet you is that you're starting a podcast. It's pretty cool. So exciting. Did you ever think you were going to enter into the podcasting world? And if so, did you think that it would be in this way? Because this is kind of a new format, right? So for you guys listening, Sarah Highland, you guys know her, an actress, We love Modern Family. I'm a huge, huge fan. I love you and Wells. I'm a huge Bachelor Nation nerd. So I ship, ship, (laughs) ship you guys. And then I'm going to hound you on questions about like, when's the wedding? (laughs) When is the wedding? We want to know. But but I'm so excited because you're joining the Dear Media family with a new podcast, but it's not your typical like talking shit to the microphone. This is Mm -hmm. actually telling a story. So tell us a little bit about that, Sarah. Yeah, I really, I think I never really saw myself as having a podcast. I think there are people that are better at it than I, a la, uh, you know, be it you, uh, my fiance. Like, I will go on his podcast if I'm like home and bored and have nothing else to do. And I'm like, I would love to talk shit about The Bachelor. Let's do it. But that's what really drew me in with this project of Bone Mary Berry because it's it's almost like an audiobook but a podcast. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. And I mean you guys probably could like a movie add, but a podcast. <laughs> you guys could add one and one together, but this is the nice way of saying fuck Mary Kill, basically. It's like the PG non I always yeah. whenever I do like a fuck Mary Kill, I'm always like, okay. Like I always feel bad like killing people, you know? Oh, real I I'm not. <laughs> I I'm I'm not I'm not mad about murder. That sounds horrible, but you know. You're like in the, in the 
I'm like, with a knife, I, I, I go clue on them. I'm like, with the wrench in the library. <laughs> but I'm assuming, so I'm assuming you guys had to kind of like make it more PG. So Bone Mary Berry, which has like a really nice ring to it. And you're also executive producing it. Yeah, it, it's, I just really love that Dear Media is such an amazing advocate for women. Dear Media amplifies women's voices, entrepreneurial and the comedy world, the health wellness space. So why not take it to a fictional podcast land with a shit show that is Allie, that is the voice that I voice. So I really loved that aspect of it as well. I am all for women supporting women. And it's just such a fun it's it's fun. And uh, Harvey Guillen was already attached and I love him. I've known him for years and we've never worked together before. And I was like, even though he, he was in Canada in a recording booth and I was in a recording booth in LA, it was just so much fun to spend so many hours in a booth internationally <laughs> with each other and just fuck around and have fun. And, you know, I mean, we were given a lot of space to improv and Harvey and I were able to really get this groove of being able to get off the page for like a full five minutes of just us improving, going back and forth and somehow seamlessly falling back into the scene again. We were able to like wrap it back up and lasso the cow. I don't know. I'm not a cowboy, but it's still, it was just so much fun. So I really loved being a part of it. And I think it's a really cool future for podcasts. I think it's a really cool space. So what is it? So it's about this girl, Allie, and she's kind of a shit show. And she, what, she goes out to a party and she has to like decide between the dudes. Yeah. So Allie has like hit the trifecta of terrible. She's lost her job. She's been evicted. She's been dumped. And it is the year 2022. And she's like, this is going to be my year. I feel like we've all felt like that. I definitely felt like that in 2020. And then March hit me like a, hit me along with the rest of the world, like a semi. And so every year everyone's like, this is going to be my year. So she's like, I'm going to this party, her and Gabe are voiced by Harvey Guillen and their best friends. Unbeknownst to Allie, he is the future teller narrative of, of the show. And it, he says that at this party, unbeknownst to Allie, she will end up, Owning, burying, and marrying three different people that are at this party. So it's six episodes with an epilogue. And it'll be really fun for the listeners to be able to guess like, well, who is she going to marry? Who's going to die? Who is she going to bone? And I think it'll be like a fun little kind of game that the listeners will be able to play along with. Okay, so y'all know if you followed me when I gave birth to Noah. Well, after I gave birth, postpartum hair loss is real. You hear about it. You read about it. You're like, um, hmm. and then you see a huge clump of hair in your hand. It is very weird. 30 million women are impacted by a weakened or thinning hair. If you're among them, know that you're not alone. And there is a solution. It's called Nutrafol. You guys have probably seen so many people rave about Nutrafol, like thousands of women 
have taken back control of their hair with Nutrafol and they literally rave about it because it transformed their hair. They offer two targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all stages of life that, you know, one of them is postpartum. But don't be fooled by any other brands telling you, you know, you'll see growth in a day. Nutrafol is upfront and honest. You'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster hair in three to six months. And in a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months of using Nutrafol. So this is a solution that works. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support my show by going to Nutrafol, N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com and enter promo code NOTSKINNY to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere and it's only available in the U.S. and for a limited time. So don't miss out. Also free shipping on every order. So get $15 off at Nutrafol, N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com and the promo code is NOTSKINNY. When you were playing Haley, what was the age difference between how old you were and how old she was? Was it uh, big? It was three years. Oh, it was, it was three, three years. years. So that's not bad. It wasn't the No, it wasn't bad at all. I was 18 and I'm pretty sure in the pilot, Claire said something like about Dylan, like a senior. She's only 15 or, or something like that. So I'm pretty sure she was 15 in the pilot. Yeah, like three years. I definitely played younger, younger than... Three, I was like a nine-year-old playing a, a like a four or five-year-old. <laughs> oh my god, no! You've <laughs> Just been acting. Very you've been acting since you were like a baby. Yeah, I was four. Four, and you grew up in it's New York City, which like, do you miss it? We're freezing right now. Do you miss it? I mean, the it's ninety degrees in LA today. It's climate change is really hot. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. It's never been like this before. I love New York City. I love the city. It is my first true love. I just I just know that I don't have the money to be able to live in what I want to live in in New York City. Yeah, it's isn't it wild like I'll watch Architectural Digest. I love seeing like celebrity homes and even like the rich celebrities that they show their apartments in New York are a little bit sad. Like even the richest fucking people are like, here's my, here's my hallway. And there's like, there's no width to the hallway. (laughs) And like the kitchen is in the living room and I'm, it makes me feel better about myself because I'm like, okay, like, you know, and they'll have like a fabulous brownstone, but it has no view. It's like facing a brick wall. So like, you can't have it all in New York. Like, even if you're, you know, doing well for yourself, you can't really live like a king unless you're like Beyonce. Uh, yeah, or like Charlotte, you know, like from <laughs> Sex in the City. Like the, just like that, I see those apartments. I'm like, what is going on? These places exist in New York. Wait, I were mean, you like, not I grew shook? up in a 300 square foot apartment with a tub in the kitchen. So I'm like, I've done this small apartment thing. I did that for a very long time. I'm good yeah. to live in a house now. Wait, were you shook? Do you, you watch and just like that, I'm assuming? I did. Were you shook? Like one of the scenes that took me back the most was like when we got to see the entrance to Carrie's brownstone. I was like, wait, we've never seen this first. Oh, yeah. And then she With walks the up the stairs. Yeah. I'm like, wait, hold up. Give us a minute to like understand where we are. We're in 
outside the brownstone, but we've never seen this before in any of the, any of the seasons of Sex on the City. Or am I just a freak? You're like, no, bitch, didn't notice that. Don't care. It, no, I'm, I mean, now that you now that you brought it up, I, I totally uh, I completely agree. It's very sh- it's like, OK, so we see the entrance to the brownstone and a subway for the first time. The first fucking time. And also, I mean, obviously, brownstones are so fucking expensive. And Carrie's been like, you know, in the trenches, like in this fabulous brownstone. Are you how are you feeling about it? And just like that, like, were you most of the world has so much criticism. I personally felt like I know I get what people are saying, but I'm just happy to see them. I am very happy to see them. I have. I have, of course, like my thoughts as a fan and stuff, but I also am not in a place to criticize anyone. Like, would I be able to do that? No, I wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't be able to do that. I wouldn't be able to write all those episodes and direct and like do all that. Mm. No, I wouldn't be able to do that. So I think it's kind of the same way. I think like you. If only people, if only people that judge things could first ask themselves, but could I like, wouldn't that be a beautiful world? Like people just, you know, blurt shit out without ever taking a second, you know, thought. And you're like, I thought about it. I was like, I can't write these episodes. I probably couldn't write. So I'm not going to say, I mean, I wish everyone was like you. I mean, like publicly, I'm like that. I mean, I probably (laughs) definitely have different conversations with my best friends. And by probably definitely, I mean, I have, but I just, you know, publicly, like I'm not about to criticize anything. Like I was really upset with everybody criticizing the last season of Game of Thrones. I was Mm. like, who are you? These people spent how many months in like freezing cold filming one episode? They, that like the night battle thing with the Night King and stuff, they were there for months filming that episode. And I'm like, who are you? Well, you also have that perspective because you're an actress. So, you know, like people should think, you know, a little bit. We all know now that it's like it's hard to shoot a show. You shoot the scene a thousand times. Like what were the days like on Modern Family? Were they super long? Easy breezy. It did not like people can judge all they want on that (laughs) because we were like in and out. (laughs) Oh my God. That sounds like such a dream. Do you miss it now that it's, it's been over for almost two years, two years now. Yeah. I think, what is the date? We have been almost wrapped filming almost, almost two years like closer to the end of the month, we wrapped, finished filming two years ago. So I miss, I miss our cast and crew a lot. I, I loved them so much. And I do know I'm never going to, I mean, knock on wood, like who knows, like throw it out there. Would love to have a, another job like that again, where it's so easy with everybody mm-hmm. and it's all so loving and collaborative and stuff. So I do miss that. But I, I, I mean, you know, things are not as easy to shoot as Modern Family. And I do know that. And so that is so fun <laughs> to hear because it makes me feel like watching it. And it was so fun. It's so great to know that you guys were having fun on the set at the same time. Also, your character was such a probably fun character to play. Like you got to play like a little bitchy, like sassy, hot, popular teen. Like how fun was that? Yeah. I mean, I got to, you know, kind of make fun of the girls that I didn't like in high school. (laughs) 
did you ever did it ever stay with you the way like method actors do and you came home and you were like still being a little bitch? I don't know. You would probably have to ask like ex-partners of mine. I probably would not have the wherewithal for that to really notice. But no, I think there have definitely been times where I've said something and I've been like, holy shit, that I just pulled a Haley. How, how dare I say something so dumb, right? I'm so sorry. I apologize. <laughs> Do you keep in touch with the rest of the cast? Yeah. Julie and I have like actually been talking all week. Yeah. So her and I probably see Jesse Tyler Ferguson and his husband, Justin, the most. Yeah. Talk to Ty. Yeah. We, we all keep in touch. We have like a group chat. A group, group chat. text chain. Yeah. Do you see like a reboot happening a la Dexter, a la just like that? Like, could you see that happening? Friends had a reunion uh, even. I mean, maybe we would do a reunion, but not for like a very long time. And I don't want to imagine a world without Ed O'Neill. Not to make this like morbid, but I did say I'm fine to like kill people and fuck Mary kill. So <laughs> I'm a pretty morbid person. <laughs> so I don't, I don't want to imagine a world without Ed O'Neill, but I, I have no idea. That's not up to me. Probably, I would probably do a reunion more than a reboot. More than a reboot. And then, so, you know, we were all watching Modern Family uh, all, you know, all the time when it was on. And then I remember finding out for the first time about, you know, your health struggles and legit being shocked. Like, I remember I was with my <laughs> sister and I was like, how? Like, how did we know? And how did she not look like she was sick? Oh, my God. That is the largest jug of water. That is larger than Khloe Kardashian's that she like says to finish. And I ordered from Amazon and returned it. What is that? How many liters? Like how many liters? The gallon. Oh, that's the gallon challenge. It just looks bigger because I'm small. Mm. No, it's big. It's also big. It's also big, but I just, I have a very small head, so it probably just looks bigger. I'm sure Khloe Kardashian told you to get a gallon. I just, she did. So weird. I think you'd started talking about health problems and I was like, I should be drinking. Well, I have to drink like a lot of water and stuff. Mm. So I just, Oh, it was, was like, like in your head. What reminded me of like, my jug? Just like, yeah. Things like Pavlo, Pavlo dog stuff. I was like, Oh, I, I heard that word. And now I need to drink water. <laughs> How are you doing with the gallon, with the gallon challenge? Are you getting it? You're finishing it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Good for you. I, I don't even do gallon challenges is just I try to drink as as much water in a day at least two to three liters if not more that's amazing okay as y'all knew this episode is being aired while I am away and you know what I never forget to pack when I go away and what's always in my closet is shapewear and the shapewear I use is honey love I just think shapewear can add that extra boost of confidence sometimes that you need and can sometimes make clothes look their best and I think the very idea of shapewear needs to be changed it's not to like squish your insides or to change your body at all it's designed to work with your body not against it and that's what honey love is all about honey love is shapewear you'll actually want to wear it's designed for comfort and for looks it looks like 
gorge lingerie, not like your grandma's girdle. Okay. It's also soft and flexible and it never rolls down. People are obsessed with honey love. It's been featured in the New York times in good morning America and brides magazine and has thousands of five star reviews. So you guys check out honey love. They never have, you know, any risk in returning. If you're not obsessed with it, they always cover the shipping and listen, at the end of the day, you deserve shapewear. You're going to want to show off. So this is that and more. And you could see for yourself at honeylove.com and you just get 20% off a second item just by going to honeylove.com. But if you use code not skinny, you're going to get an additional 10% off your entire order. So you get 20% off your second item plus an additional 10% off at honeylove.com and you use code not skinny to support the show and to get that additional 10% off. So honeylove.com, the code is not skinny and rules and restrictions may apply. But yeah, so I brought up your health. Like if you're comfortable talking about it, just because I remember, again, how shocked I was to find out that you were struggling at all because we were watching you and it's like, who even knew this young girl that looked so perfectly healthy was having all these struggles. And then I don't remember when it was exactly that you kind of opened up about it. I opened up about it a few times, maybe after the first transplant, probably. Mm. And it took me a while. I didn't want to be, you know, I was 21. I didn't want to be that like milk carton kid of, you know, like Sarah Hyland's a kidney transplant chick. And that's really like all I was in people's eyes. Mm -hmm. So I very much tried to stay away from that as much as possible. I feel you. And then, cause I remember it was a very romantic story that you were telling about when you met Wells, Wells Adams, he was on Jojo's season of The Bachelor. Like you met him. How, where did you guys meet? We connected online originally. Instagram <laughs> online? Twitter. Oh, or... you guys are so intellectual. <laughs> That's like... It's, it's like for the intellectuals out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so wait, direct messages on Twitter or like adding on Twitter? Uh, well, I had added him... I used to, before him and I started dating, I used to talk a lot of shit about The Bachelor on Twitter in a, in a fan type way. Like that was me talking shit about someone the same way that people talking their shit about just like that. You know, I yeah. was like, I have no filter when it comes to this. I don't know anything about reality TV. So I don't know what they're going through. And I don't know if this is real or not, but like, these are my thoughts. Blah. And so I would always make jokes and everything. And I think it was like, the Mentel All episode and Wells was talking about Chad and oh. he referenced him as he who must not be named as well as Piggy, like from Lord of the Flies. And I was just like, hey, I was rooting for this dude because I was like, he's like the hot nerd DJ, like get it, Jojo. Like I told my friends that were in like a Bachelor Fantasy League kind of thing. I was like, put Wells on it. I love him. Um, not thinking anything of it. And then when I saw that he was like, like he read, he knows how to read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, a 30 year old man that has a job and knows how to read. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and so I, I just wrote like, I don't know, made a joke, like something along the lines of like, didn't know black bachelor contestants could read at Wells Adams hashtag men who read are hot like just as a joke I wasn't even like putting myself out there by any means I wasn't like come get me he dm'd me after that and then we kind of 
were just talking on Twitter, I think. And it definitely started on Twitter. And then things got like kind of weird. And I thought that I ghosted him, but we actually ended up ghosting each other because he thought I was in a relationship at the time. But it just wasn't public that it was like a whole thing. And, And then I ended up getting back together with someone. And then like a year later, it came out that it was like I was single and he had been named the bartender of Bachelor in Paradise. Still not trying or like shooting my shot or anything, but I tweeted like Wells Adams being the bartender is like the greatest thing. I was just like a big fan of his. I thought it was so dope. Then he like treated me being like, I'll come down, I'll make you a margarita and stuff. And then he DM'd me saying like, next time I'm in LA, do you want to go out for drinks and tacos? And I was like, Wait, why? Where is he living at the time? He was in Nashville. Oh, Nashville. He was in Nashville. The Bachelor Hub. That's like a Bachelor Hub. He's like OG, pre-Bachelor Nashville give him the the, the credit. They will give him the, yeah. He was living in East Nashville before it was cool to live in East Nashville. Okay. Radio DJ there and everything. He had like a morning show at the age of like 25. Like who overachiever. I remember it was so Um, weird when we were watching the season. I felt like collectively all of us, like we saw that Jojo's hot. Wells is hot. For some reason, they're not hot together. Like there's not, they, they didn't have like, remember that was the thing. It was like, it was like brother sister vibes. It was so funny. Like I'm literally having flashbacks of them. on like, I don't know if it was like a trampoline or some shit. It was like the pool, like in the air. Yeah. And it was like, and they were like in water not... and they like kind of like leaned over and kissed like that. It was like, it was so awkward. But Sarah, do you know what it's bringing me back to? It's making me sad because I feel like it was so much better back then. Like I remember it's actually a... like lolling at that part. You know, I remember thinking it was like funny and awkward and like feeling bad for Wells and like feeling. And now it's like. I mean, it's not it or it's gotten cruel, to be honest. Cruel. Yeah. They're focusing a lot on. I mean, it's been five, six episodes of Shanae like, you know, and the previews. I'm like, please be done. And the previews are still Shanae But OK, I want to get back to your story. So. So he's like a tacos and margarita. Oh, yeah, I'm which- very long winded. So he's <laughs> like, <that>. so <laughs> I could talk for hours. So he's like, drink some tacos. And I was like, yeah, sure. And he was like, wait, really? These ghosts, no spirits. Sarah, we need to get you better fitting. Like you need smaller ones. Everything. It's literally are these AirPods? Yeah, I'm telling you. These are like like the AirPod Pros. Yeah, no, it's just they're trying to mess with me. (laughs) I'm in my office, which is also my rich room and stuff. So they're the most active in here. Sorry about that. Wait, rich room as in short for ritual? Which. Oh. But also ritual. Oh, okay. I want to hear about that. So he, so I was like, yeah, sure. I'll go out and get tacos and drinks with you. And he was like, wait, really? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. And yeah, so we just started DMing a lot, which it's so fucking millennial and silly. But it started as a DM, moved to text messages, text messages, moved to voice memos, and then that moved to a FaceTime. Ooh, FaceTime and is serious. Serious. Yeah. Um, but it, we had this whole thing of like, you know, I, I, he, unbeknownst to him, I was scheduled, I was on dialysis and I was scheduled to get a kidney transplant on the 19th of September. 
It was the beginning of September. This and was, I was the like, second, the second kidney transplant. The second one. Yeah. Uh, 2017. And so a week before my transplant, I, he didn't know anything. And I told him, I was like, Hey, so like in a week, I'm going to be going through some things. So this can't happen while I'm going through that. So if you're not here out in LA by the end of the week, you probably like this should probably like quit. And he was like, don't worry, everything always works out for me. And I was like, okay, whatever. And the next morning he was like, I'm going to be in LA this weekend. Told you everything worked out for me. I thought he like told his people to find something in LA to get him to so that he could do something to see me. And no, Wells is just that type of guy where like everything works out for him. Well, knock on what? Knock on what? Knock on what? So, yeah. I mean, thus far, look at him now. So he uh, came to LA and I, I threw him into the, the shark's den. I took him to the pre-Emmy party the night before party, which is like no media or anything like that. So everyone and their mom goes to. And he was just dealing with, all these people that I've known since I was 18 years old and knowing me and throughout all of my relationships and knowing my health stuff. And there's these crazy famous people and they're like, Oh, so who are you? What are your, <laughs> it's like kind of meeting the parents on a first date, but it's like, you know, the people from stranger things. Or... Wait, so this party, <laughs> this crazy party was how many days before you had to go into surgery? It was a Saturday. I met transplant on Tuesday. How wild. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just feel like it's so wild that like you can see somebody like you all glammed up, you know, at this crazy celeb filled Hollywood party. Yet you're dealing with something so insane. <laughs> like, yeah, that was a crazy week. I've actually never thought about it. And well, before. and being with him. So aside from the tacos and margarita, this was like the second time you're physically together and you bring him to that party. That's... First time. First time. Oh, you didn't end up going to tacos and margarita. No, it was the first time that we were physically together. I throw him into the lion's den. And then the next day I had to go to the Emmys and had to go. Yeah. I got Next, to. the yeah. privilege. Somebody scheduled something annoying on my calendar. <laughs> <laughs> got to go to the Emmys, went to my like due diligence after parties to like be with the bosses and stuff like that. And then I skipped all the rest of the after parties and I met up with him at his hotel and we like stayed up late talking. And then I was like, Hey, like gotta go home. I got work at six o'clock in the morning. And I told him that weekend about the kidney transplant oh. and everything. I was like, I can't do this over the phone. Like I need to tell you in person. He, and yeah, what was his was, reaction like? His initial reaction was like, <laughs> it's well. So we wanted to make a joke. He makes a joke out of something when he's uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's like, I think he said something to the effect of like, so if it doesn't take, can your brother take it back? <laughs> I'm yeah. He asked for it back any time. And I was like, it doesn't work that way. He was like, oh, shit. Wait, so for people <laughs> listening that don't know, Sarah, your first transplant, your dad donated, right? Yes. And then that, after a time, your body rejected, rejected it. And now your brother did. dialysis. 
and then my brother. Wow. Donated. Do you have to be a match Very with blessed. a kidney or something or no? Anybody can donate. Yeah. Oh, you do. I mean, anybody can. It's always best with family because you know that family will, you know, you ha- at least with a parent, you have half their DNA. With a sibling, you have probably even more than half because it's both parents and stuff. It's like something weird with that. But not only do you have to be like a blood match, you also, there's a whole list of criteria. Wow, and then it's there's your like a really big older or younger. He's younger. he's younger. He just turned 27. So he's like four or five years younger than me, but it's like a whole big thing. You have to like go through a bunch of testing to make sure that you're even healthy enough to, that you would be able to withstand this as as well as the kidney being healthy enough. Like my mom, the first time around, was supposed to donate. And that's how we found out that she had breast cancer was because she was going through the health screening. So it's a crazy thing. <laughs> Did you? I'm just like thinking about, you know, my sisters and I so catty all the time, you know, always. And then it, like if something big like this comes, it's like, did he offer or did you have to ask him? He offered. He offered. Yeah. It was kind of like when I went into rejection, it was kind of just like unknown thing with the family. I mm. was hesitant at first, but yeah. That's, is it, does it feel at all like something hanging over, like he saved my life or because you're, you know, siblings? And I just wonder like how internally someone like feels about that. Like, do you feel indebted to him forever? Can you still tell him to fuck off? <laughs> and he'll be like, I gave you oh, a kidney. Oh, I still tell him to fuck off. He's my little brother. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like, <laughs> when I when I find myself telling him to fuck off a little bit too much, I'm like, wait, pull it back a little yeah, bit, yeah. Sarah. Like, stop stopping or stopping so hard on him yeah. for something that you know that he would be able to do, you know, like thing, things like that. But it definitely adds another layer to already the complicated relationship that siblings are. Yeah. And wow. First of all, you're just, you know, like when I was reading about that and and hearing you speak about it, it's like, I got so emotional again because it just came through like how brave you are. And I was like, I, it felt like I could never, like I could never be that resilient, that brave. Like you're, it's really, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I think a lot of people, I think that. Like people tell people like they're that, brave, like for like posing in a bikini. Like this is brave. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's very true. But I also <laughs> think it is brave to pose in a bikini. <laughs> it's like if someone asked me to pose in a bikini right now, I'd be like, yeah. fuck off. Hell no. You're going to give me $50 million? Oh, my God. If you're not going to give me a certain amount of money, I'm not doing that. I would be, I would call myself brave to do that. I just don't think, I think people uh, underestimate themselves Mm. when it comes to the resilience of something like that. Mm. I think when it, when it comes to life and death, there are really only two roads you go down and one is brave and resilient. And the other one is kind of a black hole, so to speak. Women, listen up. Shaving. It hasn't always been a positive experience, has it? Um, Whether you get a little razor cut 
or you buy a clunky razor that doesn't fit in the crevices, us women need it to fit into. Not always, not always positive. Now it's been super positive for me because I use the Billy razor, my absolute favorite razor. It is made by women for women and fits in every which crevice from bikini line, our pits, no razor cuts with Billy. I've never gotten one. It's just so good. It has really affordable pricing. It gets delivered to your door. It even comes with this hangy thing to put in your shower. Literally comes with it all. Love it. So some moisturizing and it has a built-in charcoal shave soap. So it's just amazing. Okay. Love my Billy razor and you guys should check it out. Don't suffer another second, paying a pink tax for a bad shave. Go to mybilly, B-I-L-L-I-E.com slash not skinny to get the best razor you're going to ever own while supporting my show. Billy is half the price of other razors. Plus, oh, it's free shipping. Just go to mybilly.com slash not skinny. It's spelled B-I-L-L-I-E. So it's mybilly.com slash not skinny. That's mybilly.com slash not skinny. Did you ever have the feeling of like, why me? Like, why do I deserve this shit? Like, fuck yeah. Okay. I mean, everybody has a why me every day, even if they're completely healthy. Even, like I miss the bus and I'm like, why me? You know? Yeah. Everyone, everyone <laughs> has that. Me, you know? And you then stub your toe and you're like, why me? Yeah. They're out of the original skinny pop and they only have the cheddar flavor. And you're like, no. <laughs> Everything happens to me. But that's the thing. It's like, I'm sure so many people and I could see it getting annoying, you know, people being like, oh, it puts things in perspective. And, you know, like, yes and no. Does it ever feel like that's like annoying? Like, oh, I don't need to like put your life in perspective because like I'm dealing with something so terrible. Uh, Yeah, I think everybody has. I think everybody has their limits. Yeah they don't know what they are. They may be way higher than they expected their limits to be. But I think that being on this earth, we all, we have a different threshold. Everyone has a different threshold for stuff. So, you know, the things that I have gone through may not, someone may not, might not be able to deal with that because that's above their threshold but if if what they're going through at that moment is I don't know how to say it but like in retrospect not as big as like almost dying all these times and stuff Mm -hmm. and like having to do all of this and hiding it for so many years and stuff like that Sylvie could say oh what you're going through is nothing compared to her but you don't know what they could feel the exact same way about that something I feel smaller about something smaller because that's what their threshold is. I got you. It's, I think it's really just our souls being it and the lessons that our souls are here on this earth to learn, to be able to master and level up. Did it give you though? I mean, obviously you can still cry about pop chips, but did it, or skinny popcorn, which like Demi Lovato would be pissed about. <laughs> Did it though give you perspective moving forward? Like in some ways, like kind of what doesn't kill me makes me stronger. And I look at things in a different light or, you know, are you the same? Bitch? Definitely. <laughs> I mean, I, 
but it's also like, but at the same time, because I have had to grow up so fast in so many different capacities, I think like it's given me an advantage for Mm -hmm. sure. But at the same time, I have to remind myself one of my lessons that I'm continually trying to remind myself of is that not everybody is you. Like when I deal with people that I'm like, I can't believe they're acting so unprofessionally. I would never do that. When I was their age, I was doing this. And it's like, well, bitch, not everybody. They're not you. They didn't go through the same things as you. Yeah. And it's not their fault that like, it's a blessing that they didn't have to grow up so fast. Right. Like that's actually great for them. And you can't put all of your stuff on everybody else thinking that they should act and feel the same way as you do just because you had to grow up. Right. Well, that's a very introspective, like, way to think. Like, that's amazing. No, because I feel like that I would need to, <laughs> a lot of times it reminds me of like going to therapy and when you learn things like about yourself, you know, and you're like, now, nah, like, it yeah. sounds like something you maybe did you ever go to therapy? I went to therapy when I was like 22 for like four months after an abusive relationship. And I would just sit there for hours. My therapist would ask me one question. I would sit there for hours talking and then he would ask me one question. I would talk and then I would start to ask myself questions as if I was, he never said anything. And after about four months, he was like, wow, you know, if you were a therapist, you'd put me out of a job. And I was like, then where the fuck am I paying you all this money? (laughs) Just literally just so you can say those things in a safe space and he's not judging. Yeah. And so I, I, which I could also have like said to my best friend, Mm. I definitely need to see a therapist for sure. But everybody's so greedy with the good therapists. They're (laughs) like, oh, I have an amazing therapist, but like, you know, he's mine. Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. And it's like, can we share? (laughs) I mean, is it a conflict of interest? I don't know. So both you and I are all over the place, but I do want to get back to the Wells thing. So Wells makes a joke, which like, I feel like might've made you love him more that he made that joke. And he wasn't like, you know, that that was his first instinct. Probably. Was it like a turn on? I think it was more of like, no, I think for me, I was like, no, you need to understand what's going on here. And almost kind of like, how will you react to, no, this is really fucking serious. And he, he, I mean, he was great. And then the next night we talked all night and he was like texting me. He sent me like a get well package. Like once I got home from the hospital with like, Otis Redding vinyl and his favorite book and like taco toys for my dogs. It was like so cute. And did he, I mean, he probably had to really prove himself like while you were kind of recovering after that. Like, I feel like that's such a, you know, huge test for a new relationship. It's like, you know, is he tech? It's like taking like, oh my God, will he text? Will he call to like a whole new level? Yeah. I mean, I also, the way that he started off with our relationship, I was like, wow, the bachelor really did like a big relationship boot camp for you. Like we're going deep with like a lot of things. I was like, thank you bachelor. This is great. Or thank you, Jojo, whoever, whomever 
helped him out with that along Gale, you know, like, I, I don't know, but it was, I mean, I think we're both in a place of like the next person I date is probably going to be the person that I marry. Like, and if it's not, then like going to call it quits and stuff. And I, I felt very safe and taken care of and understood. And, you know, I mean, I had to be in before quarantine was like mandatory. I was in quarantine for like a month, couldn't leave the house unless it was for a doctor and everything. And he had to, he would fly to LA every weekend and come and see me. And yeah, it was really, really eye-opening about, I think it just really proved that he was not only a substantial person, but that he, in the future, if things are bad, it proved, it showed that he could be there for things yeah. like that because it was starting off that way. So did he then move from Nashville to like for you? Essentially. Essentially. <laughs> he said he was always going to be moving. When we had first started talking and texting, he was like, I'm going to be moving to LA. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I think I probably just pushed the needle on that. And did you move in, did you move in together right away when he moved or did he get his own place first? Yeah, we moved in together. He was going to get his own place. And then we thought about it and talked about it more where it was like, anytime I was in Nashville, I would stay at his house. Anytime he was in LA, he would stay at mine. And it was almost kind of like we already lived together. Like he had set up this like makeup table with like, he got like the, the iHome mirror and with the light and everything mm. like that in his guest room for when I was in Nashville so that I had a place to like do my makeup and like have my things and stuff. That's so fucking cute. Yeah, it was, re- it was really, really cute. So it was, it just kind of made sense. And, and also I think it shows a lot if you live together. Right. I am a big advocate for you have to live with a person before you even get engaged. Yeah, I agree completely. I think that's, either you know or don't know and couples that wait and you know they they're engaged or whatever and then it's like oh we don't get along whoops yeah <laughs> oh I can't stand that you leave the toilet sit up like I didn't realize that leaving the toilet sit up is such a big deal to me yeah. but it is like literally yeah. I say move in sooner rather than later like yeah you'll know don't 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 be afraid don't be afraid to move in sooner rather than later and you guys have been engaged now for what is it two years almost Sarah it's been 84 fucking years that's how long it's been are we blaming COVID jumping off the Titanic we got engaged in 2019 that is wild first of all it's wild because I feel like it was yesterday you know what I mean yeah same but I also feel like it was 84 years ago (laughs) I'm like wait we haven't had a wedding yet didn't we what so I'm was confused. it COVID? Married? Was it COVID that it got COVID. everything postponed? And now it was COVID that got everything. Okay, but now, now I'm hoping this is the year. Now I'm like, okay, I need to like actually get into wedding planning. We need to figure out a date. I'm like, everyone's like, when's the wedding? I'm like, you tell me. I don't know. When should we do it? Is it going to be safe? Is everybody going to be vaccinated? And I'm yeah. like, <laughs> wow, it's a lot to think. First of all, getting married in general is like a lot to think about. And then add in like the COVID aspect. And it's like, I, I, I'm not jealous. It feels like you kind of want it to happen, but you don't want to deal with it. Oh, I'm desperate for it to happen. <laughs> but I'm also like, 
wait, what? I, I keep telling Wells, I'm like, I need you to propose to me again so I can feel like we're like newly engaged. Yeah, because he's like, but I gave you a ring. You proposed to me. I'm like, well, you don't, you don't have to give me another ring. Just like, do it again. Surprise me. I don't know. <laughs> Cause now you're like kind of in that just, he's your husband, like whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like we actually like bought a house together now and. Are you living it? Is that where you're living? Yeah. Mm. So we moved, we like our offer to this house got accepted the night before quarantine, before lockdown began. And so we ended up moving during the pandemic at like spring 2020 and because our thoughts were like oh this is perfect we'll like buy a house we'll have a wedding and then everything that we need for this new house we'll have on our registry (laughs) (laughs) the wedding never happened so so do you have no shit in your house (laughs) no we have stuff I just like I think I've been putting off like buying like this standing mixer that I really I have like a shitty standing mixer because I'm like well I'm not gonna if I buy the things that like I really want for this house we're not gonna have anything on the registry this is like this is like an SNL skit in the making like you're literally (laughs) Rose in the Titanic being like I don't have the mixer I'm waiting for it on my (laughs) registry um another thing I want to say about Wells is like I feel like what's nice about him, maybe I'm saying this because I am a jealous person, is like he doesn't really have like a public history of like dating different people from like Bachelor franchise. You know what I mean? Him, he was never like in love with Jojo. We like know they didn't really super. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like it makes it kind of. It makes it a lot better. Like if you were dating like a, a someone who was in the, you know, the Bachelor franchise who was like in love with the Bachelorette and like didn't get to, you know, marry her. And then but he's kind of been like the cool guy and then, you know, not into anybody, literally. And then he goes and he's the bartender on Bachelor in Paradise, which like, I mean, I pretty much know the answer to this question, but I was just wondering like when he goes, it's for a long time. No. And are you ever like, yeah, kind of jealous? Like he's going to be hanging out with all these people, all these girls like running around in like bikinis. No. Cause I'm like, <laughs> bitch, <laughs> try. I dare you. Yeah. Like Someone, you're dealing oh, no with a fire sign from New York. I don't care how small I am. I will shank you. Like, fucking try no like yeah. they like they, they know. know not to mess with well at least I'm telling them fucking now but <laughs> so I'm not really jealous of that but I mean I think if he did have I think I don't know if I mean I would hope to say that our relationship would be the same but like yeah he's never had like even when he was on paradise and we went on like three dates and he was like I feel like the bachelor I'm like all of that it's, it's just like a joke and yeah. laughable yeah. to me and yeah. he, wasn't, he wasn't into anybody at all so I mean like, he's not your typical bachelor franchise dude you know which is why I right love him. right right like probably yeah. you wouldn't be marrying him if that were the case I saw that you have a movie that's supposed to come out in 2022 yes how exciting yeah I don't know we don't have a release date yet I'm hoping that it comes out in June for pride month but I do not know it's called my fake boyfriend with Dylan Sprouse and oh, he's cute. my dear friend Keenan. Yeah, I it's 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 a cute it's a it's an amazing like LGBTQ to IA2S plus 
rom-com. Where, where is it going to be stream? I love how I, I assume it's know. streaming. Like, I'm like, where is it going to stream? Like everything now I know, streams. Every, it's like everything's <laughs> streaming now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have any details mm. for that yet. Okay. But once I, once I know all of the details, release dates, where you can watch it and, and all of that, I will definitely be putting all of that on, on my platforms, my platforms. Or I was, you know, like, I, I did want to know though. So is Twitter your favorite? Like, cause I was going to ask you. I think Instagram's my favorite now. Mm. I got too tired for Twitter. Yeah, and Instagram, it could be like, you know, you could whatever. Yeah, I also like with Instagram, like I don't, I don't post a great, I don't, I don't, I don't have the content to post a picture a day like all these people do. I don't like go do photo shoots all the time, like in the park. And I'm like, babe, we would I, love I don't to know. see I, you and your jug. You know what I mean? Post you and your jug being like a gallon a day. Hashtag a gallon a day keeps the <laughs> Botox away. That's a lie. So <laughs> I mostly just like repost other posts on my story mm. on Instagram that I'm like, really? Mm, I don't yeah. know. But I got really tired with Twitter just because I got old and my brain stopped working. But mm. Wells is still doing it. I mean, it, the man is the man is killing it out there. He's younger than I am, and he's six years older than me. <laughs> do you guys, oh man, do you guys uh, watch The Bachelor together? Yeah, we do. You do. Sometimes he, because he gets like screeners, like a, a preview link yeah. beforehand for podcast stuff. So sometimes he'll watch it without me, but then I watch it like essentially immediately afterwards. I still love it. I mean, I've watched it since it's a very first season with my mom. So like, so you're committed. That's what people don't get. Like a lot of people are telling me when I complain about it, they're like, stop watching. I'm like, I can't. Yeah. I don't know how to not watch the show. There are people that give it up. Like they're like, I'm not watching this season. Like they protest. It's like, first of all, I need to be in the loop. So like, if you don't watch this, you're not going to know who the bachelorette is. You're not going to know who's hooking up throughout the year. You're not going to know who's on paradise. paradise. You can't. Yeah. You're no. committed and uh-huh. like you're in it. So, so you were Hot saying before committed. you were saying before that, like you've been feeling that it's kind of gross in the, in the sense that it's like very catty this season. Well, I just think that the villains back in the day, like I can think of what was Ben First Ben, not Ben Higgins. First Ben Bachelor, wine guy. He ended up with that Courtney girl. Do you remember this? No. This is like decades old. And I remember she was like a really big villain. Like they skinny dipped in the ocean together and like they snuck out. It was like this crazy thing. And I'm pretty sure that they ended up together. Obviously, they're not together anymore. But I just feel like the villains back then like you could like you hated them but like you could still laugh at the ridiculous things that they were doing and now it's just like these villains like these especially the way they've gotten so cool like there was that girl that did like the escort rumor Mm, and mm -hmm. stuff which is like okay fucking shaming sex workers how dare you yeah fucking ridiculous and then this Shanae girl, Wells is obsessed with her because he's like, I, he loved the villain. He's like, give me the drama. I will get to have to deal with this in paradise and it's going to be great. This is what makes the television and stuff. 
He's like, of course I think it's still whatever. He's like, I don't, it's like delusional. How does she sleep at night? But I'm just like, I'm so tired of it. At first I was like, okay, this is great. And now I'm like, this has just gotten diabolical and I'm so over it. Yeah. And it's like, it's just wild because it's like, what's your, I mean, yes, you're going to get airtime, but like you were saying, like at this point, it's not likable. Like the fact that Wells can see beyond that and he's thinking kind of like fourth, you know, wall shit, but it's like as the audience, we're not like, and yeah, you can root for the villain sometimes because there's something redeeming, but like right now there's not. She's literally saying to the camera, she doesn't give a shit. She just wants to win. She's literally shitting on every girl. But listen, I'm with you, babe. We're in it to win it. We're here for the fucking long haul. So it could be bad. I mean, we're watching. We're fucking watching. I also, again, want to tell everyone about your podcast that is coming out. Bone, Mary, Barry. When is it coming out? When's the premiere? Pretty easy to remember. 2-22-2022. It's kind of like how Kylie had her baby on 2-2-22. Except, yeah, Sarah. I don't keep up with all that much. Okay, Sarah, I'm going to be on your dick now. I'm going to be on your dick now. You're going to, you're going to stay in the loop now, babe. You're going to stay in the loop. There's only, I only have so much threshold I know, I for know. reality stuff. I know. <laughs> and I the know. bachelor's pretty much it. That's I know the bachelor it. takes up. I know. So could you imagine? So do you watch any Bravo shows? No. Wow. The bachelor is your like, th- like thing. Yeah. I, my best friend has been trying to get me on like the real housewives for four ever that's I hard just ha- because it's like, like seasons it's upon so seasons upon seasons so upon franchises upon franchises yeah I was not a Vanderpump girl <gasps> so good I like I've watched the like the Netflix reality stuff because it just they just started putting it out mm-hmm. so I'm like and it was a pandemic so I was like oh okay so I watched like the too hot to handle yeah. and the like love is blind love is blind yeah, yeah, yeah. And, selling sunset kind of stuff. Yeah, right, right. Because it forces you, it like comes up and you're like, okay, with the other stuff, you have to like go out and and find it. It, Yeah, yeah, exactly. I need it shoved in my face. You need it shoved in your face. So everyone remember two, 22, 22, Bone Mary Berry's coming out and can't wait to hear more about your movie coming out. And thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. And I loved getting to meet you. And I'm so excited you're a part of Dear Media now. So we're network buds. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for dealing with my crazy long ass tangents. I, I love them. I, I come, I come every week. Yeah. Anyway, drink a lot of water. Listen to Sarah's podcast when it comes out. Bone Mary Berry. I love saying it. I'm like obsessed with saying it on uh, February 22nd, 2022. Thank you, Sarah, so much. I'm going to be DMing you Kardashian news. Okay, goodbye. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Bye, babe. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Not Skinny But Not Fat. Follow me on Instagram at Not Skinny But Not Fat. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Rate the podcast that you love so much on Apple Podcasts and write a little review. If you tell me you did, I'll give you a big virtual smoocheroo. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next Tuesday. 